0: What's your story? Whether you're a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Heimansson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Heimansson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now.
1: Hello and welcome to the Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. Corey, how are you today? Great. How about you? I am doing fantastic. I would like to ask a favor, though. This is the Win Podcast. I know Win is an acronym. An acronym i know what it stands for remind the audience what win stands for
2: what's important now quite simply we can't plan for the future if we don't determine and tackle what's important today and tomorrow and the day after that
1: yep agree 100 percent i think that and i'm i'm not speaking for the entire audience i'm speaking for myself only here however i know that in in the times that my family has struggled financially or we are just getting our footing building that foundation there were things that bothered me right now, right? I mean, it was, it was, it was oh my gosh, I have to make sure that I'm, I'm doing the right thing with my taxes, I've got to figure this out, I've got to call somebody and talk to somebody about this, or I've got to make sure that I'm on the right track for whatever, and that causes some sleepless nights, you know, and that causes some stress in, in, in the relationship a lot of times, you know, between a husband and wife or a couple that is dealing with finances. There are things that are important right now and then there are things that are, well, we can we can kick that down the road a little bit until we figure out and solve for now. So I love that. I love your acronym. I love the the title of the podcast and what that means. Um, I, I, I know today we're going to be covering something very, very specific. The first two podcasts, uh, if you're just joining us, the first podcast was Corey's inaugural podcast, which really tells you about him, his business, his history, and him personally. So go listen to that. The second podcast was talking about what it looks like to call in what happens if you call into the office we want to break down some of those barriers people have to calling in and, and discussing their concerns because it's it's no pressure right it's just hey let's have a conversation what's important now to you and let's let's see if we can help you out with that and so today we're going what that next step would be we ended the last podcast with you've had that that last meeting and now we've made a decision to move forward and work together and that's what this podcast is all about what does it look look like to work with you and your team so let me ask a question i've committed i've said hey i think it's a great fit you've said the same thing we're moving forward what
2: happens next it's a great question happy to tackle that maybe the easiest way to to start this is to think about a duck swimming on a pond (laughs) okay that is not where i thought you were going to take this but i'm with the duck let's go if (laughs) you're the quiet and you see this duck gliding effortless effortlessly across the water that's what we want the experience to feel like for the client but if you could see under the water the stuff that we're doing behind the scenes just like the duck we're paddling like hell to make for a smooth ride and and so it's a great combination because we take things off your plate as a client so that you don't have to worry about things and you can go hopefully effortlessly and yet there's gonna be bumps in the road some days or or turbulence or or waves, whatever you want to <laughs> throw in there. But it's a team event, and, and we try to do the heavy lifting.
1: I'm telling you that that is such a great analogy because growing up where I did, I grew up in Washington State around water all the time, and you see ducks, you see geese, you see all these seagulls, for instance. They'll be on the water. It doesn't matter what the waves are doing. They're just riding the waves up and down. They still look fairly graceful, But I'm sure there's lots going on behind the scene to make sure that they're not going under, they're not having feeling like they have to take off or panic, you know, those, those kind of things. And I think that we all feel that way in our own lives with certain things. If we don't have somebody there helping us to, you know, Hey, the, the calm is coming or you can do this. Right. I mean, that, that, that affirmation or that coach or cheerleader behind us saying, Hey, we got this. I love that analogy. That's fantastic.
2: Exactly. Success comes from a, from a lot of steps and a lot of team members, but we want the client to ultimately get the reward. All right. So let's talk about that.
1: Let's talk about how it can be nice, smooth gliding along. I've, we've brought all our information and in. you've disseminated it. That's part of that last podcast. You're really helping us to build a plan and build a future. We We also spoke about that everybody's situation is individualized, right? So can you give me some examples, give me some, whether it's stories or just examples of what you're seeing of, of how a, whether it's a couple or a single person comes in and gives you all this information and how you help them
2: construct the future. A lot of people, want. and maybe this is main street media that really pushed this, that a lot of the commercials or advertisements you see are, are really geared toward retirement. The perfect picture of a couple and they're walking on the beach and they've done everything right for the last 40 years. You know, I, I, not gonna lie even with assistance from somebody like me there's bumps in the road there's issues and it's not always gonna be a perfect ride and and so that's where the problem with setting 20 or 40 year goals from now is so far away that we can it we can strive to achieve that but we need to tackle those important things today that come up or, or those surprises and so from my side like you mentioned we gather the information we we put together a concept plan. We start doing a lot of our daily things behind the scenes. And I'll, I'll bullet point some of those concepts here sh- shortly. But we have to be ready to navigate, we'll call them storms, or, th- or things that come up. And, and so my, my job or my... Pandemics? Sh- oh, right? I mean, for sure. For sure. I mean, nobody really yeah. saw that coming. Or maybe we thought it was exactly somewhat of a joke. <laughs> yeah, You hate to say it. First, ended up being a big deal. And maybe still yes, is. Maybe will be even more. You know, I don't know. But... At the end of the day, we've had horrible events in our country throughout history, and and we recover because we're a resilient nation. But boy, there you go. I'm getting off the rails <laughs> three yeah, minutes well, into no, the conversation. But... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but
1: you're absolutely right. And let me just—I'm gonna—I'm gonna backtrack just for a moment, Corey. How long have you been in the
2: business? I started in 1999.
1: Okay, so for for those that are keeping track, those those keeping score at home, <laughs> 1999. That was a pretty decent year. And then the 2000s, hit. The early 2000, 2001, 2002, the tech bubble. And then you were also an advisor through 08 and 09. And those of us that are old enough to remember that, which I am, that was a horrible time. That, that, that was a tough, tough time financially and in the housing market and everything else that was going on. And then you've got COVID. These are the things that, that have cropped up and you've worked through that entire time. You've seen it, right? I think there's a company out there that says, we, we, we know it because we've seen it or something like that. I'm not going to quote the company, but you've lived through those things. You've helped clients get through those things. Uh, so what you're saying absolutely resonates with me.
2: It's really amazing to me because it feels like I started this career yesterday and I love it and I'm passionate every day showing up to work. And then suddenly once in a while I will reflect, It's over two decades at this point, the things that I've seen, the things I've experienced that you just mentioned several of them. And here's what really strikes me as interesting is if we look at the history of the entire stock market, which is about 140 plus years, markets go up about 70% of the time through thick and thin and everything. And if you look at my career and we list those, we'll call them iceberg moments, y 2 Y2K, internet bubble, 9-11, bank crisis, housing crisis, COVID. I mean, we can go on, there's more. In my career, the average number of up years versus down is about 70%, you know? And, and so it, it it totally matches 140 years. So why would I, or why why should a client get all worked up if we do have a, a negative year next year? Now I'm not predicting that, we're gonna have them. There's gonna be years where this, this stuff just doesn't go up, That's that's markets in general. But at the end of the day, I'm a cheerleader. Because markets are efficient, and well-valued companies will go up in value.
1: All right, so let's get back down into the nitty-gritty of this. When you're working with a client and they're new, um, we, like I said, we've signed up, we're, we've got that that plan in place.
2: What happens after that? To really dig into the process and understand it, I, I think you got to look under the hood, and I'm going to give you some some real simple, straightforward little things that we're doing behind the scenes, which then translates into what the client facing experience looks like on the backside of that, or in an ongoing fashion, we've established what we're trying to accomplish from a high level view for these clients. And so my role then becomes to manage the investment strategy, take care of asset allocation, we're gonna rebalance things when we can take advantage of opportunistic situations in the market, we're gonna screen the investment managers that we team up with, we're gonna screen all the research we pay for, we're doing due diligence, we're giving clients online access, and that doesn't even get into the service levels of my staff and I of answering that phone call or that email each day. We want to solve as many things as we can immediately if there's a client question or a concern. You know, we go further, clients have access to our weekly electronic newsletters of information and updates. They get full access to our website and our financial tools. We're constantly providing or have the ability to basically daily provide performance reporting. Now, I'm not telling clients to run out, look at their account daily or 44 times a day. I mean, that, <laughs> it's possible, but you, it's gonna drive you nuts. You don't wanna do it. But now here's the one thing that I think that really separates us from a lot of people in the industry. And that is on a daily basis, we are scoring every investment asset that a client has with our firm. And, and what I mean by that is, we are scoring it from a volatility standpoint to determine if it's appropriate for what we are trying to accomplish for that client. And so, if something if something gets out of whack, we will see it today or next Thursday or whatever day that is. And because I know for a fact, this is an industry where there are, let's say, pretenders sitting in sitting in seats like mine. They 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 might be good salespeople, but at the end of the day, they are not watching the account after they've landed it because they're looking for new accounts to manage. We at our firm believe in creating relationships and then maintaining the heck out of them because we we like the relationship with our clients. We don't want to see them go somewhere else. We want to deliver value and keep them on the on the bus. And so adding these little bits of, of technology allow us to do a better job. and. When we can track things from a future potential problem standpoint, that makes us more nimble to make changes and to navigate those storms or those market events like we've already discussed and come out better on the other side.
1: Let me ask you this. I want to go back to something you said. Uh, You spoke about that they have online access, they have tools and resources, and I know that they have their their software that, that they are able to access. How do they get trained on that? Because that would be one thing that don't get me wrong. I love my parents. They're brilliant in a lot of ways. However, <laughs> technology wise, it's I'm, I'm constantly, you know, having to help them program a remote or, you know, or figure out how to, to get the certain thing on the TV. So how do you help your clients navigate all the tools and resources that you have available?
2: It can be a complicated process, but luckily we have someone and I'm going to single her out today. Nicole on my team is our resident online access expert for client questions, setup of this, and that and even continues electronic delivery of documents because, let's face it, in this industry and in this world, there is more and more regulation all the time, which is fine and dandy. I don't have a problem with that. But what the regulators think is that providing more and more paper documentation of things to clients is how you educate them and inform them. And I'll tell you what happens. People get so much stuff that eventually <laughs> they don't open any of it. You know, I, I have clients come, yes. I, have, I have new clients come in here after a year That's and right. they have a stack of, of envelopes they've never even opened. And they say, do, do we need this? And I'll say, mm-hmm. you do not, because everything you get as a client, <laughs> we get here too. You know, well, so... We're looking at everything they're looking at. Yeah. Well, actually we're looking at more than they're looking at cause they're not opening the envelopes. Nicole is our person. And so mm-hmm. once somebody opens an account, she will talk them through it either in person or over the phone or online, virtually step-by-step step of how they create their secure login. And regardless of how many accounts they have, they can see all of it in one picture, inside of one secure login, and that's accessed through our website.
1: Well, I, I think that's fantastic, and shout out to Nicole for sure for doing that. I, I love the fact that one of the one of the few positives that the pandemic or COVID brought to us was more virtual meetings, and with the ability of some of these companies, you know, I'm not going to single a ton out, but Zoom or GoToMeeting or any of these, you can record the screen, and so I, I love the fact that you probably have that option for your clients when Nicole's working with them and showing them how to navigate the site and, and log in and create these different things. That can be recorded. They can have that in perpetuity so they can go back and oh geez, I forgot how to do this. Let me watch that video again that we made. There's so many ways to educate clients and 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 help them to navigate all the tools that you're giving them. Tell me a little bit more about some of the resources you have.
2: First of all, I will say you are right. Two years ago, I would have laughed if you'd have said you and I as a client advisor relationship or, or somebody else would would meet on a computer see each other in the face and, and maybe circle their kids and their family in. And, and now we do it all the time and it doesn't matter the age of the client or the tech savviness of the client they're learning that this saves time and it's efficient that they don't have to travel to my office and like you say it's a great way to document we can share my screen to them we can do so many things and technology has made my life And our firm's so much greater just since I began this, you know, over 20 years ago that it's amazing to me. But part of that is why people invest because our world constantly improves itself. But that's a whole nother episode probably down the road. Um, The other thing we can do in addition to that daily volatility scoring is we create a one page financial snapshot of clients. It's called our map so that they can see everything in one single piece of paper and we can share this online same thing they can access it and so they can see every asset they own every liability they have every cash flow future either their income today or future cash flow stream social security whatever you name it but and i think i mentioned this in the first episode we could do a 100 page financial plan for somebody but you know what that gets outdated pretty fast but if we have a one page document that they can carry out of here when they leave or that they can print off on their computer after that virtual meeting Man, that's a current snapshot. That's cool. That's winning. That's winning today. Like we're trying to win.
1: I think that everything on that snapshot is what's important now. I mean, even though a lot of that stuff, like you said, is in in the future, future income or or whatever, whether it's social security, things like that. But that's a that that snapshot tells you how you're doing right now. I love that. That's fantastic.
2: Because quite honestly, if if somebody's trying to get from point A to point B, let's call it retirement, they're they're starting today as point A, right? Point B is in the future somewhere there's a process to get from there. And oh there do you mind if I go off the off the rails totally with a story? Absolutely, yeah. So <laughs> I'm laughing to myself even before I tell the story. But my daughter a week ago jumps on a plane and there in the second row is Mike Tyson. What? <laughs> Seriously? Iron Mike, former boxing champ of the world, meanest man on the planet for a while, maybe still is, I don't know, is sitting there. And, and so this is a guy, even with a mask covering part of his face, that is quite Absolutely. recognizable to most people <laughs> yeah. on this planet. Yeah. And, and so she, she texts me almost instantly, and, and I'm laughing, thinking, boy, that's a pretty cool experience, cool story. And then, of course, two seconds later, my financial planner hat magically appears on my head, and I'm like, how can I use this story to explain something to, to better the human civilization? <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting and for so, it. bring it on <laughs> here we go and, you know and, and, and so there i sit thinking why are there only a limited number of first class seats on an aircraft and, and the answer is because three-fourths of the people on that plane don't want to pay extra to get from destination or i should say starting point a to destination b they know everybody's going to get there at the same time on the plane they they don't see the value of that that feature and so It's the total opposite, essentially, of retirement planning, let's say. If somebody's starting today to get to that retirement destination someday, point B, you can't just do nothing and not be accountable and just enjoy the ride of sorts and show up with a successful outcome. You need that pilot up front, or you need that coach or that financial advisor in your corner to essentially kick you in the tail once in a while, have a plan together, and and keep you accountable in order to get the true value-oriented success you deserve. Well, I'm I'm glad you
1: actually, that's a fantastic transition because my next question was about your client's responsibility and, and the the way I, the reason I say that is because you you spoke a lot about the things, the services, the tools, the resources that you provide. But I know that the relationship is is paramount. And for a relationship there has to be communication what are you expecting from your client num- num- number one I think I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about reviews how often they happen so on and so forth so to keep that in your mind but really I'm, I'm I'm curious about what kind of life events what kind of events do you want your clients reaching out about an obvious one would be hey I hit the power ball now I have a half a billion dollars <laughs> you- <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I would take that phone call <laughs> instantly. Right. No, that no, is a phone call. That's not, no, no, that's no. That's not very nice. Uh,
1: but it's true. I, everybody would take that phone call instantly. Um, but, but things like that. So what kind of life events are you asking your clients, hey, keep me, you know, keep me updated. Let me know, you know so, so that you can, because it's going be, to play a part of their, their future plan. And then, like I said, I'd love to talk a little bit about your review meetings and things, how that works.
2: Absolutely expect accountability and some effort from clients, quite honestly. You know, we wanna take a lot off their plate, but we do feel it's important to at least once a year have an in-person meeting, and by in-person, I mean face-to-face or or virtually, face-to-face, whatever you wanna say. Not only to look at what's happened, but to talk about the future. And, and life events are gonna happen, and those are definitely a key thing we remind clients of. If somebody is changing careers, getting within five years of retirement where I'm going to get into that later. That was in my book. That's that's what we call the the really important 10-year window before and after retirement. That's a side note. If there's a birth of a child, loss of a loved one, any kind of generational planning, we we want to meet their kids, we want to meet grandkids, but if there's a life change that was unexpected or you have something major expected, whether that's a purchase or or something disastrously bad, I hate to say, we want them to bring that to our attention because we want to be in the loop. Anything we can try and navigate or soften ahead of time is really, really important. And we could meet with clients monthly or quarterly, but you know what? I think we'd run out of things to talk about. Life events, we want those brought to our attention any possible time that they happen. Or if a client has a question, we want to hear from them absolutely anytime and we'll respond. But it is good at least once a year to sit down, dig into those things. We also spend a lot of time talking about cash flow analysis to try and assist them with not necessarily budgeting, but cash flow planning for the future, because at some point in retirement or in life, it's not about how big your pile of money is. It's about proper cash flow to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And that's something we can discuss year after year after year until it really, really hits home and becomes important. Part of those annual review meetings also will be myself or my team discussing our interpretation of current research. We're digging in current economics, current headlines, due diligence of behind-the-scenes things we're working on we want to educate people but we don't want to overwhelm them with information
1: Corey on the last podcast you really spoke about what documents what things you want people to bring into you so that you can help them disseminate it and and look to see if it'll be a good fit to work together so on and so forth in the review process what kind of documentation are you reviewing
2: since we're already managing a lot of the assets in-house or in my office we have a lot of that documentation Things on the side, though, would be possible life insurance, long-term care insurance policies, if they have their Social Security statement from the year that projects the future of that, or if they have a pension plan, corporate benefits review, anything that's not essentially held or managed directly inside of my office or my firm, we like to see those documents and talk about those.
1: And, and and I'm assuming that that happens with life events as well. If somebody's updated you, and maybe they're expecting a grandchild, that that's that's definitely a trigger for you to review. You know, maybe make sure that the life insurance is is where they want it to be. Maybe a will review is is due at that point. I don't know if that's something you do, or if you suggest that to them and they have an outside resource.
2: How about that? We tackle all those things. We we joke that we're we know enough to be dangerous on essentially almost any topic, but. We can educate people, we can review those things, and if we need to refer a client to a CPA or an attorney to, to update some of those things or get deeper answers, we will absolutely do that. There are a lot of life events that clients don't even realize can tie into a financial situation. For example, like you said, a, a, the birth of a grandchild, a lot of grandparents don't realize they can open a college account or a gift to minor type account to benefit that young one. Uh, with something down the road. So I mean, we like to talk about new things, because we might have solutions or ideas for new things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because again, you've seen it, (laughs) you've done it. Uh, This is this is something you do on a daily basis. And that may be their first grandchild that may be their their first situation like that. I mean, again, we only retire once you've helped countless people retire. So I I think that that's a, a great way to put it. All right, we're we're really getting low on time, Corey. But I know what you're going to be talking about on the next podcast. And I want to give the the audience a little preview. Corey has a fantastic book, and it's "Stop Doing Dumb Things with Your Money," which I just freaking love the title. But uh, one of the one of the chapters in there is don't set insane goals. And I I know goal setting is part of that onboarding process that you do. You help people to dream big and and look at their future, but Setting realistic goals as as a coach, that's something that I help people do a lot of times. It's it's very difficult to help people to understand what a realistic goal is as far as, okay, that's way too big. You want to be a billionaire in seven years. Great. But you're not working. (laughs) That's probably not realistic. So I I love chapter three, don't set insane goals. I know you're going to talk a lot more about the book, but I wanted to ask you about that chapter specifically. Why did you, why do you think that's so important?
2: My staff affectionately calls me the voice of reason. And I don't know if that means I'm I'm old and <laughs> stodgy and boring, but everybody encourages individuals to set super high goals or, you know, motivational speakers do this all the time, set really high goals and maybe you'll, you'll land somewhere below there, but you'll have made progress. Well, let's set goals we can achieve. Let's keep them realistic. And then when the markets or things get a little bumpy, you know, I'll be the voice of reason then to to explain to you why things are okay. And we can set lofty goals, but damn it, let's reach those. You know, let's not make them unrealistic where there's no way in heck we're going to get to them. And so uh, if you told me 20 years ago, I'd have been an author someday, I'd have told you, you were nuts. So that's a whole nother topic. But I wanted the book to be entertaining, but I also wanted it to have enough nuggets that it made a lot of sense to people.
1: Well, I know that that's the the theme of our next podcast. You're going to be going through this book. We're going to talk about it. I've got lots of questions, but The nice thing is is that you give this book away for free to anybody who will just reach out and ask for it. And so if you want to get a hold of Corey's book before that next podcast so you can follow along and kind of look at what he's talking about, I know that he'll be happy to do that. How
2: do they get a hold of the book, Corey? Give us a call. 800-657-4316. And any member of my staff or my team will be happy to mail this out to you and we'll pay the postage. Uh, there's no obli- no obligations, no costs. So take advantage of it.
1: Corey, thank you so much for your time today. I always appreciate it. Right on, my friend. All right. And our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Corey comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Hymanson Wealth Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you
0: next time. Thank you for listening to the Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of "Stop Doing Dumb Things with Your Money" by Corey Hymanson, visit www.hymansonwealth.com or give us a call at seven one two. 472 Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Heimanson Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.